We are live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. The vlogcast that comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. The Vlogcast started as a combination of a spite and the Streisand effect because, like I was telling uh, Bridget just before we got started with the show, I love screwing with people that richly deserve it. Morons. <laughs> Yeah. Part of this is also to follow through with the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble pretty much everywhere. You can find me that way easily enough. It's really hard to miss me. S-H-U-J-I-N. After that, let me go ahead and introduce you to, well, who is able to show up at this point, and I've got reasons for who didn't. Top left-hand corner of the bingo card. Good evening, Dallin. Good evening, and as a uh, public service warning to anybody who's listening to this in the future, tonight I have beer. Oh, no. mm. That's beer? What the <laughs> hell is Liquid it? bread. Yum, this yum. Is, um, this is a local brew. It's called Banded Peak uh, Plains Breaker. It's a hopped wheat ale. Um, not very bitter. Only 5% alcohol. But this can is also 946 milliliters. So that's almost a full liter. Almost. Yep. Yep. Just Why did they stop? Why did not not make it a full liter? I think if you do that, uh, I'm not sure, but uh, my guess would be if they made it a full liter, they'd probably have to charge double for it. Some kind of marketing thing. Well, uh, uh, there, there, there also may be something else. I, I'll get, I'll come back to that in just a could second. It could be a tax thing. It could be alcohol uh, content thing. Wait, wait let, I'll, I'll tell you in a second. From the Midwest of the U.S., who is still cringing like crazy. Good evening, Bridget. Good evening. And from just outside of, it's raining indictments. Hallelujah, it's raining indictments. Listen, I'm just asking, if you guys end up nuking DC, please give me like a day warning so I can get the hell out of Dodge. I'll come up to you. You know what? If if they're going to do that, I'll move to Alberta for crying out loud. I don't really have any qualms about that i like the cold it just oh i love the cold it just started getting cold down here um i think hell is starting to freeze over you see right now there is hardly a flake of snow on the ground even though it is december 2nd uh we had our uh we had our big blast of winter the day i moved into this new place yep and that must be fun Oh, it was an absolute blast, let me tell you. Arctic blast, no less. Oh, no shit. But um, no pressure, of course. (laughs) Well, actually, a lot of high pressure, but. um, but, I see what you did there. uh (laughs) Meteorological jokes for the win. (laughs) (laughs) You beat me to it. God damn it. (laughs) Son of a bitch. That's because I'm still sober enough to actually be able to enunciate something like that. Uh, Give me about about an hour. It won't. uh, Yeah, whatever. And you're drinking alcohol. This large, wonderful monstrosity of a cup that I've had since I was a child is filled with coffee. Oh, you were drinking uh, coffee as a child? No. This used to be chocolate milk as a child. Mm. I have instead replaced it with coffee. Basically, high test chocolate milk is what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Damn straight, Skippy. But uh, yeah, um, <laughs> it's been steadily warming up here to the point now we're just kind of hovering around the freezing mark. Uh, I think the last bit of precipitation we had here was actually rain. 
Well, I have to say the, the, the reason for that is probably the fault of the U.S. We've got this lot of hot air coming out. They just did this whole bill pa- law passing crap. Uh, there was a lot of people with their lips going, yap, 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 yap. That's how you can tell the politicians are lying, by the way. They, they keep moving their lips. And well, uh, all that hot air had to go somewhere. So I'm sorry. Well, yeah, but that would kind of be more – that would be more Ontario way. Like if Heretic Woman was here tonight, she'd be complaining about a heat wave. Yeah. You know. Maybe the ice caps melted. She got flooded out. Uh, you no. see out here, we just, uh, out here, we just blame it on the Chinooks that are, that come down from the mountains. You know, we, we actually have a kind of almost a pagan reason for it. Picking uh, uh, the curls, pardon, but mm-hmm. what, what do helicopters have to do with this? You know, I, <laughs> the, the moment that word came out of my mouth, I knew that question was going to come up because it's you. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, let me let me let me let me cover a couple of pieces of a uh, uh, couple of pieces of ground over here. Uh, item number one, uh, nine forty six, if I remember right, because I, I got this from uh, Dark Bunny Sauces. By the way, if 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 you want some hot sauce, check out Dark Bunny Sauces over on Facebook. They know me. Tell them I sent you. You won't get any kind of a discount, but at least they won't spit in what you're going to get. Uh, nine forty six apparently is the same size as a growler cup. Oh, okay. So that's why he intentionally did that. Stop it with the raffle coppers. Stop it with the raffle coppers. Unless there's ANSI involved, it doesn't matter. Um, item number two. Heretic Woman is not with us because, well, uh, she's out with uh, with another group. And she's going to be helping out at 10 in the morning with some uh, group. Or, uh, actually, I should pull that up and find out who. Uh, she's who not is. here because she has better things to do with her life. Uh, well, kind of. Uh, she has friends. Yeah, she's going to be appearing on Atheist Talk radio show on actual, really on actual radio at 10 a.m. Wow. Eastern time. So by the time she gets home tonight, she's just like, "Yeah, I'm just going to sleep." Because uh, yeah, so so that is going on. And That's awesome. Very cool. Yes, very, very cool. Uh, I do have to. Uh, sorry, uh, Joey. I don't know. Might be asleep. It happens. And Joseph, don't know. He's got the he's got the link. He might also be asleep, which wouldn't surprise me at all. Quite all right. Uh, there, uh, there are other things that are going on that have suddenly just flipped my head because I, I forget some of the things that are going on. Uh, if you're watching live with us, of course, thank you, and please take advantage of the live chat system you've got over there. You can live tweet us at any point. Trippin is going ahead and uh, talking up, and yeah, at least it wasn't a right. Last I heard, uh, it's is doing much better. It was looking much better last week, so you know, there's that. And Trippin is saying uh, 50 in North Carolina, which I'm assuming is 50 Fahrenheit, because, well, you know, Trippin's just dirty American that way, which translates out to about uh, four ish Celsius, yeah, I think. Give or take. So you know, yeah, we're we're still hovering at about uh, five, fair, uh, five Celsius, roughly. You know, a, a little a little around forty Fahrenheit ish around right now, give or take. I'm 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 in the numbers right now because I'm just doing it off the top of my head. I know it, but whatever. So as a reminder for everybody. This is one of our Power of Ten episodes. Every 10th episode, we basically throw open the gates and say, 
uh, all of the mental gymnastics that we've been doing to keep ourselves rolled into a PG, PG PG-13 R rating is out the door. So if you should not be listening to this wherever you are, now is your opportunity to go ahead and turn the whole damn thing off because from this point on, uh, you're on your own fucking choices at this point, and there's nothing else that we can do about it. So, uh, fuck you, and cock, cock, sucker, motherfucker, tits. Close enough. <laughs> so it's, it's I can say it that fast, dude. I, you know, I it's, didn't spend enough time in New York, man. I'm sorry. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. So, uh, yeah, we are we're going to end up uh, we're going to end up talking through a whole bunch of things that are that have been building up. And bothering us, and holy shit, it's going to be one of those nights. Just fair warning. And considering that we've only got the four of us, and it is pretty much a bitch fest, if anybody is looking to join us on air, this would be your opportunity. Get in touch with me one way or another, and I can see about sending out the link. So if you want to come in. All you're going to need is uh, a microphone, an account with Google to get in here. Um, camera is optional. Mm-hmm. And we will we will entertain pretty much anybody with the one caveat. I still will not allow anyone on my show who is dishonest. That is the one hard rule that I've got about this. So Nephilim, if you're looking to come in, ain't going to happen. Okay, just want you to know. You're welcome. Might and, sneak by with a fake name, but you know. No, no. Yeah, for about five seconds, and then it'll be like, oh, yeah. it's you. Yeah, and Bye. then they'll they'll claim, oh, look, you see, I was able to circumvent your technology. It's like, well, first off, it's not ours, too. It's free from Google, which means it's shit. And by well, the way, Google, well. go fuck yourself for making it so no, that my no, Nexus no. doesn't work with Miracast technology. Go to hell. You know, you're 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 leading the bits yet. I still have to I still have to open up with something nice before we go ahead and, and shaft everything because Dallas didn't sorry. hear what happened I spent last night. Three hours today trying to figure out how I could cast to a Miracast technology based system with my Nexus six P just to find out that they crippled the son of a bitch. Yeah, I'm pissed. I can't say as I blame you. So yeah, this is this is what you're gonna be in for for tonight. So buckle in, have fun. Here we go. Buckle up, little Timmy. You're about to see some shit. You ain't that the truth. Um I feel like there was uh I feel like there was something else that I needed to uh remind you guys about uh, ahead Rafe of time Pidelli. at this point. Sorry? Rafe Pedelli. Still I no news. Don't I don't do that until after I've gotten the opening, but oh, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, that is uh, that is the case, and I'll grab that in a second. So, anyway, with uh, with my timer not turned on, get one of the old egg timers. <laughs> oh, chief! As it is, you know, normally I I used to use my phone, but I've got the timer on the on the desktop, so I can just use that one. So, with five minutes on the clock, you five minutes starts right now. Believe it or not, I actually uh, I actually changed up what I was going to talk about because I got something in the uh, in Facebook that made me really um really really happy as opposed to the stuff that I had been 
seeing for way too long. I, I one of the things that I was going to talk about, just just to give you an idea, I was going to talk about the whole problem with the Second Amendment here in the United States. The the whole it's okay to have guns. The citizenry should have guns, and and you know the argument that I have been hearing, of course, is always shifting and the one that comes out the most is well we need guns to protect ourselves from other people who've got guns which ends up coming from the same people who keep saying we need the guns to protect ourselves from the government if it should ever overstep itself so which is it are you supposed to be protecting yourself from the government or from somebody else that's got a gun who's supposed to be protecting themselves from the government because it doesn't sound like these things equate that that's where i was originally going for and then i got a news story that's been 35 years in the making and i put it in the show notes already the guys over there at nasa got some folks together to pour through data to pour through a programming language that is effectively not used anymore to tell voyager okay we know that you're fine-tune engines aren't really working that well right now, but we want to keep talking to you for a while. So we're going to need for you to use one of your bigger engines, the one that helped you steer around Saturn and Jupiter. And we want you to use it to change your orientation so you're pointed at us again. So could you could you do that for us? Preferably without blowing up. 35 years, that engine has been cold dormant. 35 years. And they got some programmers and engineers together, and they figured out how to tell Voyager what to do and told it what to do. And then basically crossed their fingers. Like clockwork precision that engine fired up and did exactly what they wanted it to do first time out no redo pointed it back at us the way it's supposed to be because remember you're out in space any little anything nudges you even the pressure of light exerts a force the heat coming off of the radioisotope that gives it power that's going to expend itself sometime after 2020. Nudges it. Radiant energy coming off of it as heat. 35 years later, Voyager 1 fired up its engine one more time to make sure that it can actually talk back to us and give us information from fucking interstellar space. Yeah. Interstellar space. Since 2012, it's been wobbling back and forth between what is still part of our sun's influence and not anymore. It was reading all kinds of information for the the subatomic particles that were ripping through it. And you look at the display and you look at the graph and you can see where it's going along and it's going along and it's dipping down and it's dipping down. And then all of a sudden drops off, drops off the cliff and then comes back 
and comes down and gradually comes down a little bit and then drops off again, comes back up. It's a readout of the sun's influence on it. And it's effectively not even there anymore. 35 years after they stopped telling it, use this engine to steer yourself around some of the biggest massive bodies in our solar system to nudge it so that we can keep hearing from it. So we can keep listening to it with the scant little bit of power that it's got left. 2020, it's not even going to have enough to fire up and call home anymore. I've said it before. I'm going to keep saying it, man. When NASA does it right, they do it right. Godspeed, Voyager. With any luck, maybe we'll meet up with you again sometime in the future. Is episode 190 on the docket, Your Honor? Bitch, bitch, bitch. Actually, when I was in college, uh, a couple of us got together on a Friday night, and it was me and four ladies. One of which turned of you. One of which was uh, was uh, eventually to become my wife and uh, her roommate and a couple of other friends. And we would have a stitch and bitch party on Friday nights because we would just blow off steam and we would do cross stitch projects because it was mindless. It was simple. It was relatively inexpensive and truth be told, well, we could just sit around and just talk and bitch, 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 moan, 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 complain, complain, complain. It's all you ever fucking do. And that was the mantra for Friday nights when we got together and it was worth it. And that's pretty much what, uh, what, Tonight's going to end up being we're basically going to screw over all the rules and, you know, whatever the hell. So as, uh, as tech alluded to, yeah, normally I would talk to heretic woman about the whole damn thing with Rafe Badawi. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I may have missed something, but you know, I, I went looking and right now I got nothing. Yeah, I'm on is, the Rafe Badawi news site right now. And I mean, they talk about, the British leader of opposition condemns arms sales to Saudi Arabia. And that was back in September. That was the latest update they have on the website. Yeah. And uh, I've had a couple of things that have popped up from time to time, but most of it at this point is just tangentially uh, attributed for him. But as usual, you know, getting nothing out at this point is far more the norm than not. But as of the recording of tonight's show, this is now five years, five months, 17 days since Rafe Badawi was unjustly incarcerated for thought crime. Our thoughts and our hopes are still with you, man. We're still open. So let me uh, let me let me let me lead off with something that's kind of kind of cool, kind of not really that bitchy, not that angry, just to just to kind of. Slightest in Elon Musk. You guys might have heard about him. The, the guy, the, the guy that's uh, the head of uh, SpaceX, who's been doing a wonderful job for himself. Well, Elon Musk uh, has had two things that I saw this week 
that were great. One of which was uh, him tweeting at the Flat Earth Society <laughs> and asking them what their position was on a flat Mars. <clears throat> their answer was that Mars is round because we've observed it to be round. For those of you that are wondering what that sound was that you just heard in the background, no, that was not thunder. That was every piece of Ikea tabletop impacting with someone's head. And the more trebly sound was the uh, remainder of those of us who don't have Ikea tables face bombing. Mm -hmm. And screaming was me trying to put my head so far up my ass I could see from their viewpoint. Ain't going to work. You know what? It was me. It was very painful. Ends the screaming. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I, I wouldn't exactly call that a productive use of your time. I mean, if, 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 if I had other predilections, I would say it would have been very productive, but unfortunately none of it was pleasant. You know I mean? I'm, I'm all for the understanding of, you know, like know your enemy, you know, which is why, you know, um, anybody who gets into the, the atheism game, if you will, uh, it's probably a good idea to have read the books against which you're about to criticize. Um, but when it comes to the flat earthers, I still like, uh, this is the thing. And I, I think we alluded this, alluded to this a couple of episodes ago when we were talking about the difference between the flat earth conspiracy and the moon landing hoax. The moon landing hoax could almost be understood given the political climate at the time, Yep, you know, because of all the hype you know, it, it, it is something that the low resolution quality of uh, particular photos, limitations of the technology. So there's certain aspects of things that you could get away with in today's day and age to do mimicry. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah. but more to my point, Kennedy talked a big game. You know, we oh. will put a man on the moon in the, by before the end of oh, this decade. Don't, don't, don't do that. Yeah. Don't, don't I, do that. Sorry. And so, you know, if it was a hoax, which we know it's not, but if it was, I can almost understand it because everybody had faith that it was going to happen because, you know, Kennedy was a beloved president. So if they had to fudge it to continue sort of the mythos that was JFK, again, I could see a motivation for it. Sure. The flat earth thing, I've yet to hear reason one why anybody would want to put that kind of illusion on somebody to, to say that, you know, like, well, the, the earth is round because it's a conspiracy. Okay. What is the end game of the people perpetrating this myth? Why, why would you delude your people into saying the earth is round when it is indeed flat what's the point? And all they said was, well, it's, it's all about control. Okay. Control over what, what does, what does a flat earth, um, what, what would be what the benefit? Yeah. What, what does it get you? Like what, what is the end game? Nobody, nobody goes through an elaborate hoax like that or a cover up like that without a really damn good motivating reason. And if the reason has been lost for so many years and it's all just because it's reflex, uh, no, sorry, I, I, I still don't buy it. 
Well, see, yeah. Pokemon the card game is a conspiracy. People don't realize this. What we're actually doing is we're teaching our children all the strengths and weaknesses of the different Pokemon because they are coming to invade our planet. We have <laughs> foreknowledge of this. So when they do get here and we release Pokeballs to the children of the world, they will be able to defend us. Okay, Tech? <laughs> what in the ever-loving fuck are you smoking? And where can I get some? Actually, Dude, listen. I, I literally just made that up, and I really hope somebody flies with that and like makes a website and does a podcast and newsletter and all that because I will be laughing all the way to my grave with that shit. Well, yeah, fun part um, of it is, I'm pretty sure that there already is. And <laughs> by the way, hold, hold that thought one second, Dallin. Bridget, well, there is can... Pokemon Go. Yeah, yeah. There <laughs> oh, that, that's the mobile train. Well, and what was it? Um. Oh shit! All those car accidents. No, uh, a pointy weasel. Uh, the Poke Walker. <laughs> See that? That's to, no. That's to physically condition the children because you know they have to get up and they have to move. So like you know they're they're getting in shape so that you know when the Pokemon if invade, you know they'll be able to get out there, be the front line, and they'll be like physically fit and ready to chase those evil Pokemon down and capture them in the Pokeballs. Yeah, because you have the other conspiracy of all the. Uh, fast food joints trying to make us fat and lethargic to keep buying their food. So we have counterproduction going on here between different conspiracies. Yeah. What meanwhile, a sad, I, lonely existence you live, Tech. No, this way it gets even better. Richard, <laughs> um, you, you know, one of our one of our close, warm, personal friends, friend of the show, Dave Motherfucking Foda. You've seen what he's been up to, hadn't you? <laughs> I I haven't I haven't been on Facebook oh. that much this week. What, what's what's Dave Foda? Dave, Dave Foda is now a flat earther. Well, wait wait a minute wait a minute. Bullshit. He, he he he. Hold on. Dave motherfucking Foda. And yes, I will keep saying that because he loves it. He actually does. He actually does. Dave motherfucking Foda has gone ahead and signed up to one of the one of the flat earth groups on Facebook in order to see what's going on and find out. And he's going undercover. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he is having all kinds of fun looking at some of the dating related postings. Also flat Earther dating sites. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I can imagine the dates. They have to walk in a circle. That way they don't go off the edge of the planet. Because of the ice wall, don't you know anything? I have not watched Game of Thrones. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, so here's the, the thing. Ice walls here's, might here's, not here's, last. Shut up. So here's here's the thing. <laughs> Dave. <laughs> Hi, Dave. Make a photo. Dave <sighs> has been having so much fun. Oh, it's because it, it it has and and uh, Dave, Dave, can I call you Dave for a second? Good, fuckface. What in the hell is wrong with you? Seriously, <laughs> why would you do this to yourself? God, now I, I gotta get know, back on Facebook again. You know what? I, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna actually speak for Dave here, and I'm going to channel um, another well, a, a YouTube celebrity that we're all familiar with. Negative Dave. Photo? Like, why Why did Dave do this? And I believe his quote would be, because I can. Yep. Yep. And and uh, and, the, and the best part about it is, Bridge, seriously, he is having, he, 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 is, he is obviously, obviously 
wanting to pull what little hair he has out, but he is having so much fun doing this because it is so over the top. Yeah. Sometimes when there's a fire like that, you really can't do anything else but just pull more gas on it. It gets it gets better. It gets better. He actually posted fairly recently that there is one group because he's only involved in one of them. There is at least one other Facebook group who is not nearly as apologetic or evangelical about the flat earth. They don't necessarily believe in a young flat earth versus an old flat earth or some such bullshit like that. Okay. The, the yeah. schisms like, like, Oh, you're, you're not flat earther enough. And it, Yep, okay, it's so exactly. Conspiracy. Here's one. I, I would put money on this one. Okay, so again, I've been following Dave on, on this whole thing. Oh, yeah. And I've put a couple of comments in because somebody said, you know, well, what about falling off the edge? Mm. And I alluded to something I saw on YouTube once. Um, and I wish I could get you the actual source because this was too good to be true. At the edge of the earth, where the water is supposed to just, you know, fall off into nothing. There is, in fact, a Game of Thrones grade ice wall. And it is currently, yeah, it, it is patrolled by NASA hired soldiers with orders to destroy on site anyone that comes within visual range of said ice wall. I wonder if NASA's hiring. Uh, so, like, it's almost like the whole oh. Knights of the Watch thing, you know, taking the black, like, like I said, it's, it's Game of Thrones. And I went looking for something about it and I found it. Oh, and apparently uh, an explorer in Antarctica found a 150 foot high ice wall. And that was it. Not alluding to the fact that on the other side of the ice wall was the rest of the goddamn continent. More ice. Yeah. <laughs> um, Okay, uh, uh, please forgive me a second. Um, Bridget, you re you remember the you remember the fucker I was talking about before we went on to the show, where I basically backed this son of a bitch into a corner about shit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, he just responded to uh, a, a piece. I am not going to screen share because I do not want this person's name out there. But um, that's very respectful that, of you yes it is yes it is and i do now th there is a there is a, a there's a, a photo meme that's going around right now and i'm again i'm not going to screen share because i don't want accidentally have uh, the name and, and and information out there but uh i think that you guys are going to love the sublime answer that i'm going to have to this asshole uh -oh. now the photo meme is uh, apparently from uh, Cicero, Roman statesman from 42 BCE. The photo meme says, a 2,000-year-old warning about Trump. Quote. Now, this is apparently a translated quote because I'm pretty sure it was ancient Greek and this is English, so obviously it's not Greek to me. It says, quote, a nation can survive its fools and even the ambitious, but it cannot survive treason from within. For the traitor appears not a traitor. He speaks in the accents familiar to his victims, and he appeals to the baseness that lies deep in the hearts of all men. He rots the soul of a nation. He works secretly and unknown in the night to determine 
pardon me, to undermine the pillars of a city. He infects the Bali he infects the Bali politic so that he can no longer resist, so that it can no longer resist. A murderer is less to be feared. Now, these are good words. These are very good words. And I would I would tend to agree it. Now, this this asshole, major asshole, although I don't believe he was ever anyway, quoted quoting him, his first answer to this was Wow. How uncannily weird how that sounds like Obama. My first my first answer to this was by all means, please elucidate us all on how that might be with something other than partisan rhetoric. His answer seven minutes ago, as of this moment that I'm recording, his answer, quote, to me. By all means, please explain to me why it is my responsibility to prove anything I post. Truly, it is your responsibility to disprove it if you wish. Are you ready for my two-word answer? Insert drum roll here. Does, does anybody know what the correct answer to this is? I believe it begins with F and ends nope. with the U. Nope. 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 Not even close. Wait. Oh. Oh. Um. It starts with an R. Is it one of the fallacies? Anybody? Let's see. I'll uh, give it to I'm, you. I'm nope. drinking. Mm. Oh, my two-word answer. Russell's teapot. Uh-huh. <clears throat> oh, okay. So, so my answer is Russell's. the sun, right? Uh, Mars, actually, but yeah. Mars. Sorry. My apologies. So my answer is, quote, Russell's teapot, unquote, balls in your court. Please feel free to look it up if you don't know what this meant. Actually, come to think of it, I'm just thinking maybe I should just be an asshole about it and just link the wiki article. You know, it might be an idea because then you could say, you know, th this is how you back up something you say. Learn from me, young grasshopper. Actually, you know what? Dot, 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 dot. Here. Read for yourself. Colon. And now I just need to find the wiki article for wiki. Russell's teapot. I'm a little teapot. Piss me off. There it is, Russell's teapot. There's also this one. Failed argument to ignorance. Just because it hasn't been proven false doesn't mean it's true. Well. He. So many, people get, so many people get annoyed when they feel like, you know, well, I can say what I want. Like, yeah, you can. But if you're trying to prove an argument, um, you actually do have to back up what you want to say. Well, that, that shouldn't be my responsibility. Um you're the it one making the claim, asshole. No, no, but that's just it. A lot of people get pissed off about that because it's they like, um, well, it, not only that, but it also feels like, you know, well, you're suddenly putting a 
restraining order on what I want to say because I just want to say it like one of my favorite comedians would like to say it. You know, it's, I may be getting old, but I honestly think that ever since uh, Andrew Dice Clay impacted on the comedy scene, the collective intelligence of people has actually plummeted because he keyed into the anger. He keyed into the ignorance. Um, you know, he spoke like most idiots would speak. A Guido. And All right. So here, here's a better example to give the public. This is the only man. Well, let me rephrase this. This is the only person to be banned as a presenter at the MTV Music Awards. There and one other one too, if I remember correctly, because they had asked them to. Uh, I believe it was MTV. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, anyway, uh, go on, go but on, go he, on. He was. They was asked when he uh, at the performance. Um, when he came out on stage, he, they they said, "Listen, we know you're a comedian. We know you're going to do jokes. We know you're going to get." you know, towards the offensive, the brash, the much, all that fun stuff. But can you tone it down a little bit with some of the swearing, for example, just because of the nature of the show, who watches it, yawning, you know, so on and so forth. He came out balls to the wall swinging. Yeah. And um, he's banned from life for um, – yeah, it was MTV that banned them uh, from their mm-hmm. one of their shows. And so. yeah, uh, what was it, 1989, something like that? Uh, he was on live TV. That was the thing. This wasn't yeah. recorded and then play, edited and played back. Yeah, and he was introducing Cher of all people. You know, Cher's she's not like. Barbara Streisand and some of the, or um, Jenny McCarthy or any of them. Sure, good musician, makes some good music. And he comes out doing the whole, your mother's a horse shit. That's great. You see, yeah. you know, I can't remember when it was, but um, I saw when he was almost trying to do a comeback. Um, it was around 2000. And he got up on stage and he's talking about, and he called it the the two KY thing. Oh, in the late nineties, yeah, yeah. You know, this two KY. I'm like, look, I know you're not that stupid, and you're actually making yourself sound like even more of an idiot than you are. Uh, the fact that I know you're going for the cheap lube joke, and I mean, the laughter in that room was tepid, at best. And I, I finished watching it because while well, it was something I rented, you know, I had to get my four bucks worth. And I was, it reminded me of Sam Kennison's, uh, one of his later performances after he cleaned himself up. Cause I mean, he was, he was a, you know, heavy into drugs, heavy into booze, all that stuff. And then apparently he met somebody, he got his shit together in his life. But the trouble is died in a bus accident. Well, but not only that, I, I mean, yeah, there's a little bit of irony choking there, but one of his, one of the last performances I heard of, I heard him, there was nothing new. He was referencing back to all his old jokes back when 
he lived the life of that particular kind of badass. You know, like, you know what he would say? He would talk about, you know, um, get yourself some able nitrate and, and fuck on it. You know, and not, not, not pot, not the kind, but like the kind you actually have to inhale. And his thing was, well, yeah, you know, it might take a couple of years off the end of your life, but those are the years where you're just stumbling around with a cane going, oh, can you help me change my sack? You know, but in this sort of, I don't know if it was like his idea of a comeback or something like that, he would just go back and refer to, you know, I gave you this, I gave you that, like, where's your new material there, buddy? Or is the fact that you're now clean and sober the realization that your whole I'm fucked up so my life experiences are funny line is no longer going to work. And it's like getting it to minute 16 and 17 of your 15 minutes of fame. But when it came to a guy like Andrew Dice Clay, it seemed that when he made his big thing, to me, things just seemed to go downhill. And a lot of the whole I'm an American, you know, sense of entitlement really echoes a lot of what I used to hear from him, which is really kind of sad. Yeah. The, the look at how dumb I am and let's glorify that. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, you know, you know, revel in my stupidity kind of thing. Yeah. Now here, here's. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. I was, I was, uh, you know what? You you finish really quickly because I, I want to I want to slide into the next one. Well, I was just going to say, uh, keep your head up or head down because he's coming back to the stage after the holidays are over. That's you know what? Fine. He made the news in November. He had a partially blocked um, like aorta artery or something like that with his heart, and he, he's he's taking time to spend with his family and af- after he went through recovery and all that. But he he said he's getting back up on stage, so. Hey, Dallin, you got something to look forward to, buddy. You know, and and I, I sure I, I'm I'm sure I speak for all of us. You know, if he can if he can do a good job and and bring in people and contribute something, hey, cool. Otherwise, uh, dude, you just you just stirring the shit pile that you had twenty years ago and it ain't ain't oh. smelling any better. No, if, so if if he can come back and make him laugh, great. If not, well. Hey, what's another train wreck on TV? You know, you know what? Yeah. Like, like I wish all comedians just tell the truth. It makes them laugh every time. Yeah. Ain't that the truth? Now, speaking of uh, speaking, speaking of making you laugh, because this is my last piece, because this kind of hooked into where I started with, uh, with uh, rockets and such. Elon Musk. <laughs> like I said, like I said, yes, I read this. it's great. I, I, I know I mentioned about him uh, talking with the flat earthers on Twitter, which was fucking hysterical. I know <laughs> SpaceX has got their big, heavy lifter rocket that is going to be going up in, I believe it's next month. Uh, I forgot exactly what, what date it's going to be, but Elon Musk has decided to put his money where his car is funny. Here's what he's going to do. He's going to use that heavy lifter. And assuming that it fires the way that it's supposed to, and that's a little bit of a big if, he is aiming for Mars. But, but, the the payload that's going there is his own personal Tesla Roadster. 
he is sending his personal car into space to orbit around Mars for the foreseeable ever. If it doesn't explode his car playing space oddity while there is still air for it to push against it, I don't think that there's going to be any solar panels for it, is going to be making its way to Mars and orbiting Mars for the foreseeable ever. Here's the, the, the reporters or whoever interviewed him asked why. His response was on Twitter, quote, I love the thought of a car drifting apparently endlessly through space and perhaps being discovered by an alien race millions of years in the future. <laughs> here's what I foresee. If it doesn't blow up. <laughs> Here, here's what I yeah. foresee. So cut to 500 years from now. Mm-hmm. And the battery will have decayed so bad. So let's say within 500 years, we actually do colonize Mars. And get it to the point where a terraforming effort has been done. So that um, while the rest, while Mars's climate is slowly evolving, there's still like domed cities and all of that stuff. I would be willing to bet that at some point, one of the colonists or descendants of the original colonists on Mars is going to launch an initiative to retrieve that car and bring it down. And the conspiracy theorists on Mars are going to go absolutely batshit crazy because by that point, well, you see, and I'm also willing to bet by then we'll have the flat Mars people there because, you know, you'll have people born on Mars who haven't seen it. And somebody said, well, what about a flat Earth? Well, no, that's been observed to be round. You know what? If Elon Musk really wants to troll the potential uh, native Martian life, whether human or otherwise at that point, he could put a tea kettle in the car. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, 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 and a 24-carat gold plate, Russell. <laughs> it should, it should, the, the, the teapot itself should be in the shape of Mr. Russell's head. <laughs> I will make sure that I send that tweet after we get done tonight. Yes, tweet tweet him back. Put a, put a teapot in the car. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> That's right. Oh. Uh, and uh, Trippet is asking, uh, well, Trippet is saying, by the way, uh, January is when he's planning on this, which makes sense. Yeah, by the way, uh, sorry, hi. Uh, also mentioned that, uh, uh, oh, no, Ross and Carrie uh, had done like five shows on the Flat Earth Societies, which, yeah, I, I, I know, I know. It's, it doesn't get any better. It doesn't get any funnier. It's it's just ludicrous. But uh, it was also asking, who was the company that was going to go around the moon? I'm pretty sure that was Blue Origin that wanted to do that. Yeah. I don't know for certain, so don't quote me on that one, but I'm pretty, they're like the other group that's like big into trying to do this. Uh, I mean, other than NASA, of course, because, you know, freaking NASA. But uh, let's um, see. Might have been one of the cheese companies too. No, hold on. Um, okay, so I got a couple of articles here. Uh, one from The Guardian where SpaceX was actually planning to send two people around the moon who paid for it. Um, but there's another one here from huh, space.com. Um, SpaceX isn't the first private company to offer trips around the moon. Let me see if I can get a name for you. 
You know, here's something here's something interesting in this article. It says the Falcon Heavy, which is the one that he's going to be launching with the car in it, yeah. is an incredibly complex vehicle with 27 engines. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All of which have to I, be fired at once. Now, hold on. Well, well no, 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 actually. It's designed so that it can lose a, roughly a third of its engines and still make it to it wherever it's supposed to get to. That's not the point I'm making. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Um, see, one of the things is, is that somebody else said, you know, Hey, this is really important, uh, launch. Why couldn't he auction off the roadster and take the, the money and buy CubeSats and give it out to students so they could launch the students CubeSats. Well, there is a little aspect of this that I don't think that person's really taking into account. And that is, is, uh, this year Musk conceded that the rocket was quote, Way, way more difficult than we originally thought. We were pretty naive about that, unquote. It's so complex that the chances of it blowing up on its maiden fl flight were high. Quote, I hope it makes it far enough away from the pad that it does not cause pad damage. I would, cons I would consider even that a win, he said. Major pucker factor, really. There is no other way to describe it, unquote. So basically what... Uh, what Musk is saying is that this big guy, you know, they were, they were really testing the limits of what they themselves could do. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And even though they've tested the rocket, he's launching a car. If it, if this thing goes and takes out his car, he's out a car. But if he had done what the other guy said, which was, you know, like auction off, take the proceeds and launch up like maybe a couple high schools worth of CubeSats and that blew up. All those kids just finding out that all their CubeSats just got destroyed. That's a there's a diff, there's two different kind of PR scenarios there. Yeah. Besides, if he ends up successfully launching a car, <clears throat> what the, the PR alone, it, he'll be able to fund way more CubeSats than that. Yeah. Um, I, I did get it. It's a um a Virginia based company called uh, Space Space Adventures. Um, this is the same company that uh, apparently sent the first space tourist to the ISS. Um, Izzy! And let's see. Yeah, they were planning They were planning to send people um, around the moon back in 2014. Uh, and two people had ponied up the $150 million price tag to do it. Hmm. Um, it obviously wasn't Trump because they would have left him. <laughs> no. Did I say that out loud? Well, okay. the thing is, like, and again, I, I can actually understand Musk's, like, like you said, Tech, uh, I think Musk is playing it safe here. Um, yeah, if he loses his own personal property, th that's not somebody coming after him with a lawsuit. And, you know, I, um, He's been getting a little bit of bad press lately, uh, especially concerning this whole Hyperloop thing. Um, if you f uh, follow the videos by Thunderfoot, uh, TF's got not a lot of nice things to say about the Hyperloop uh, and its approach to going from dream to you know working prototype. And I mean, it's nowhere near where he says it's going to be. But based on what you just said about um, the Falcon Heavy and everything else, it tells me a little bit about 
Musk is that he is primarily he's a dreamer. He shoots big, and if yeah, he, he's if a he dreamer gets with a chair, yeah, he that that's the, how he got where he is. He dreams big, and if he gets to it, then and he hires the talent to get him there. That yeah. that's the thing. There's a lot of people who dream big, but don't build a foundation of the bright people. Yeah, even he, get he dreams close. big. He plays big, and lately he's been winning big. Right. I mean, uh, he just unveiled the uh, the battery powered eighteen wheeler mm-hmm. just recently, and Walmart b- bought into it. Apparently, they're buying like fifteen of them to start. And we have in, in the city I live in, uh, we have the distribution hub warehouse for every Walmart in Canada. It's actually just a few blocks from where I work. I've actually been in that building on a safety tour. So my chances of actually seeing one of those Tesla 18 wheelers is pretty high. I'm very interested to see how they perform. Uh, a, a guy I work with, he's a, he's a real Tesla evangelist. Like he's um, this new model, the, the more affordable one that's coming out. Uh, that's got like a couple of hundred thousand reserved already. Like he's itching to to try it out because that's about the same price point, if not a little bit cheaper than the car I currently drive. Um, I could be I could be eligible for another car in up to two years if that vehicle hits production or or hits sales centers. By that time, I might be inclined. I hate to uh, I hate to do this, but uh, two things really quickly. Uh, one, we've really got to move on to something that's really been in our crawl because, well, why the hell yeah. not? And two, motherfucker, went ahead and answered me. Oh, Who? dipshit! McFucknut. Dipshit! Musk answered you. Nope. This this. Oh, he, his um, new friend, his my special friend. friend, my new special friend. I my remember my previous was Russell's teapot. Balls in your court. Please feel free to look it up if you don't know what that meant. Actually, you know what? Here, read for yourself. Linked to the wiki article about Bertrand's teapot, Russell's teapot. His answer, and I've already typed to answer it. So if you heard me typing, I'm sorry. His response was another liberal socialist. In other so, words, wait, 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 another liberal socialist. Sorry, Bertrand is not God, and I disagree with him. If you disagree with me, prove it yourself. My answer, and, and I, I'll tell you the piece that I left out. My answer is, we're talking about a logical fallacy. No agendas are involved. If you make an assertion, you take on the obligation to prove, to provide the proof of it. I left off the piece that I really wanted to add to it, which was going to be, and he's already just responded to it, and I was going to add to it, in schoolyard talk, this is called put up or shut up. So he's already answered. Sorry, that is not logical. That is wished for. Just because BR stated it does not make it a universal truth. Okay, here it comes. Here's what I didn't write before. In schoolyard parlance, quote, put up or shut up. 
However, to be nice, please consider the following. Quote, I am actually the God, capital G, God, Jehovah, period. Please disprove this statement. Oh, and please be careful. I might smite you in anger accidentally. Uh, I gotta make sure that I've got this, uh, Jehovah. I've got this spelled incorrectly, don't I? I have a problem with typing when my fingers are cold. You know, he, he actually attacked you several times in, in just one statement. He basically tried to say, you know, the whole, when, when he used liberal as a statement, when he goes another li uh, liberal, um, <clears throat> he's trying to make it so that, oh, well, you know, you're argument whatever argument you make is inherently going to be uh of a lower value than whatever anybody else says because of your uh whatever you affiliate with you know whatever you associate with and then yeah. and he then he tacked on 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 top of that um you know he's he's reversing the proof you know it's like you you can't shift the burden proof to the person who's calling you out they're calling you out now you provide the proof to show that what you are claiming is to be true to be true it doesn't work any other way yep. if you refuse to function in your statements any other way then no matter what you say no matter how loud you say it as Gene Wilder once said, you lose. Yep. Yep. And uh, I can't uh, I can't tell you exactly how old uh, this person is, but uh, I can I can go ahead and tell you uh, he is. Uh, in, in his face from the, the public picture that I, I that I can see of him, he is. Uh, his face is uh, round, uh, slightly jowled. Uh, he is. Um, Gee, so is mine. But I he is here, so. older. Let's let's just go with him. He, he is he is older. So we'll leave it with that. And at this point, at this point, I'm done. I'm more than happy for, to have this fool go ahead and start yelling and screaming and saying that I'm sacrilegious or that I'm blasphemous. And uh, you know what? Uh, the likelihood is that you will never never see this video but if you do i have a gonad on the outside of my body you are more than welcome to inspect it tactically with your tongue i wasn't about to say it but yes as a matter of fact There's i was going to say it. you can say yeah. it you can lick my ass for all i care oh i thought you were gonna you're say a, balls you're, but you know you're, 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 a, you're a dick anyway so now that that's all out of the way and we've had the we've had the nice stuff and and I've brought my personal stuff out over here. Let's go with shit. Bridget, you've been too quiet. Oh shit. Come on. Well, I was letting 
Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> and he's he's already gone ahead. So you know what? Oh, why disprove that statement? For all I know, you very well may be him. You ass. lazy ass motherfucker. What? Just, oh, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. If he doesn't want to disprove it because you may well be God, tell him you'd like all his money because apparently that works in church. <laughs> you know what? Screw this noise. Bridget, go ahead. Who's 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 on your shit list tonight? Because Lord knows <sighs> I know that there's got to be a good half dozen of them right now. Uh, well, um, where do I even start? How about the Republican Party? Uh, the Republican Party. Uh, That's like both the House the and the Senate. Um, you know, thank you very much for fucking us all over. And uh, I'm just—I am so outraged. Lots of people are going to die because they're going to lose health care, and middle class taxes are going to go up. And poor people's taxes are going to go up even worse. And I think we should probably point out one thing about the taxes is that it's designed to increase on a curve. So we Americans, we're going to see a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit here. But as time goes on, that little bit of number is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. So they've planned not only to kind of kick us in the ass now but make it worse later yeah and you know i've been i've been watching a little bit of a, a particular right wing pundit um because on a couple of American? things i actually yeah on a couple of things i actually do agree with him on a few things but when he starts getting into things like politics taxation healthcare um he and I disagree an awful lot. And so I've been listening about his stance on the tax bill um, and on things like uh, net neutrality. He's actually against net neutrality. He thinks that if um, the way he, the way he tries to spin it is that if somebody just wants email, you know, they, they don't want to do YouTube. They don't want to do Netflix. They don't want anything like that. They should only have to pay for like an email level of service, say five bucks a month from an ISP. And they would effectively be blocked from like websites, all that kind of stuff. Uh, if somebody wants a, uh, a package like that would allow us to do something like this. Well, that it would, the expectation would be that you'd pay a little bit more because you're using more bandwidth. Like he's, he's trying to, uh, he's trying to make equivocate uh, internet service to the same as say uh, a cable service or a satellite service. And it's like, it doesn't work like that. The world, the, the world can get by without cable TV. I'm, I'm one of those people who are living proof of that. I haven't had TV that I could watch, um, consistently in well, close to four years now. You know, I've everything I've gotten. If I need news, I get it from the radio. Um, entertainment, Netflix, Crackle, Crunchyroll, all that stuff, or anything on, on YouTube. Like the internet is so much more nebulous. There's no way you could logically segment it out into these service levels 
without really messing up your current state of commerce. Like what happens if, um, so let's say they pass it uh, next year, Cyber Monday. Well, the only people who could take advantage of Cyber Monday are people who have this particular kind of premium uh, internet shopping package. The numbers came in this year. I, I heard this on the radio coming back uh, coming back home this morning uh, when I was out getting my beer. Um, mobile device-based sales from Amazon this year for Cyber Monday. Now, the, these are I'm talking orders that were like done on a phone or on a tablet. $2 billion in sales on Cyber Monday from handhelds. This is the first time in Cyber Monday history that mobile access outdid uh, desktop PC access for, uh, for, for places like Amazon. And net neutrality, unless, unless they have some kind of plan in place already, that's going to kill it next time. Because it could be, like I said, you might have an e-commerce package that allow you to shop online, but you have to pay even more for that because, you know, we're, we're metering everything. But say that would only affect the poor people though. And they don't shop anyway. So I screwed the well, <laughs> this. Yeah. But, but the thing is, I, I know I, people I, who are, I know people who are unemployed, uh -huh. you know, or, or, people who are, or people who are doing like soft jobs, um, people working in things like say second life or, um, Shujin, you and I know somebody, uh, her entire life is based, her, her income is solely based on the internet. She's not what you would call employed. And I would definitely say, given where I know she lives, she's not exactly what I would call wealthy either. Um, if her fees go, if her service fees go up to the point that she can basically no longer make a living, well, then what? And I would love to see one of these rich people who talk about, you know, oh, you know, trickle down economics, it all works, you know, like, oh yeah, we, we'll do the tax break because it'll create jobs. Please prove this to me and, and prove it to me on a scale that actually holds some significance. Well, it's not going to. And that brings me to another person that I'm really pissed off at is Chuck Grassley. Mm -hmm. His whole rationale for this, um, even knowing that larger corporations like Microsoft and Apple and, um, you know, Pepsi, Coca-Cola, places like that, they're going to take their tax breaks and give that money to the shareholders. Mm -hmm. They're yeah. not going to be hiring people. They're not going to expand business. It's going to go to the shareholders and profits. And, and his argument is, well, so what? It's still keeping the money in the United States. So same diff. Yeah, no, it's it's not. And, but and that's his. He, fuck him. Yeah, th this is what I don't understand. Is like the economic models that the the conservatives continuously talk about. You know, trickle down economics and all that bullshit. It's been proven time and again to not work, and yet they still stick by it and they spin it and everything because you know. Well, actually, it does work. Okay, can you prove it? Well, blah blah blah. You know, and they, I've really yet to hear where it has happened. Well, you know, they know that it doesn't, but they don't care. That's the whole thing. So, yeah, yeah. here's the thing. Um, in, back in November, mid-November, there was – the Wall Street Journal did this thing on television. 
where they basically had what's what's called a CEO council event. So they brought in all these big names, and they basically asked them, uh, John Busey, I think is pronounced, uh, B-U-S-S-E-Y, an associate editor with the journal, asked the CEOs, so all the CEOs in the room, while this all was talking about how their companies are going to get these wonderful tax breaks. And the question was asked, if the tax reform bill goes through, do you plan to increase investment, your company's investment, capital investment? And there was about 12 or 13 hands that went up. There was even one person who was uh, commonly miscounted. Uh, she had raised her hand, but it turned out she had an itch on like the back of her head, side of her head or something like that. And then her hand went back down again. And he couldn't understand why virtually nobody was raising their hands. And that's because it's really simple. They don't care about investing in the people. They care about their golden umbrella. It's simple. They it's can't see past. Well, yes, they can't see past the next quarter's earnings. And if there's one thing that we've learned from the eighties and yes, I'm one of those people who lived through the eighties. No, I was not politically active, but I listened Trickle down economics doesn't work. Reaganomics. Exactly. Yep. It's been tried. It's been tried. And every time it's been tried, it's failed. We had it back in 80, let's see, 80 and 84 when Reagan was in office. And his big thing was give the money back to the companies so that they can invest it but forgot one small piece in the fifties Eisenhower went ahead and said, okay, you know what we're going to do? We're going to tax you really hard. If you've got lots and lots of money, mm -hmm. because if you invest that money, you have less money to be taxed on later. So you don't get hit with a 90% tax rate. So the money ended up, well, where we wanted it to be with the people that actually needed it, who wanted it, who wanted to work for it. The, the people in today's time who are looking at the millennial generation going, why aren't they working harder? Why aren't they being loyal to their company? Why are they complaining? They just need to work harder to make more money. And yet they fucked everything up. Not the millennials, the, the older generation. By going, oh, look, we're getting these tax breaks. The the. We're no longer getting hit with this 91 rather than continuing to invest in the younger generations. We're just going to keep it for ourselves. Yeah. And, and I actually sat down with my parents uh, the mm -hmm. other day and I, 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 I was just like, you know, this is, this is just greed. Why do these people want any more money? They have so much money that they could literally not work today still have their entire way of life right now completely maintained all the way through their death and still leave ungodly sums. And, and there's a key word for you religious freaks out there, ungodly sums of money um, to their, to, to, to their offspring and family members and so on and so forth. And they, my dad said it plainly. He said, it's greed. It's greed for the sake of greed. It's self-fulfilling. It just keeps going and going and going, and it will never stop. Yeah. And 
um, my mom pointed out that these people, they don't see the world the way the rest of the people do. They see, like, Marie, Ant uh, Marie Antoinette. If they're hungry, let them eat cake. But we already know what happened to that lady. Yeah. And these same idiots, by the way, they're they they're constantly fighting to make sure that the people they're trying to kick, tell or they're the ones that they're telling let them eat cake, are armed. I'm not advocating violence. I'm saying they're not thinking ahead because they're just greedy. Well, yeah, but look at it this way. You've got your Second Amendment people. You've you've got that raging, simmering pit of armed anger already. Mm -hmm. You've had it for years. Yep. That's how Trump got in office. Exactly. Are we seeing the Rockefellers being targeted and assassinated by a bunch of poor rednecks who can't afford their next meal but got a pretty nice set of AR-15s? No. Are you seeing these other big corporations who specialize in screwing over the common people, are you seeing their CEOs and their high uppy-ups being targeted? You're not. My answer to so that like, is actually no. not yet. Uh, and I'm going to say not ever. Unless there is one major tipping point that actually sparks an internal revolution in the United States, and I'm sorry, a bunch of bleeding hearts on YouTube, a bunch of people crying and screaming about political correctness, cultural appropriation, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, ad fucking nauseum, you're you are not going to do it. There, the revolution will not be televised. No, the revolution is not going to fucking happen. The only way it's going to happen is if somehow, when Trump gets in for his next four years, and I'm sorry, I've not seen a democratic effort to get him out yet that hasn't included um, the truth. Okay? I'm not seeing it. You know, we when he first got into office, what was the first thing we said? Everybody said, well, you just wait till 2020. And what did I say? No, you wait till 2018 when the by-elections come up and you flood the other two houses just like the Republicans did and you choke that bastard string of power. Has it happened? Is it going to happen? I don't know. But in so the way I see it right now, he actually well, it is started. I'm, Virginia's already turned from red to blue. Okay, so has several others. One down. To, how many to go? Yeah. To be to be fair, Dallin has a very very strong point. Yeah. I admittedly, I am I am not putting my finger on the pulse of anything. I, I will admit it. I I simply don't have the mental capacity to be able to do that right now. I have not seen a lot of drive and a lot of push, but I've heard different pieces that are one-offs, uh, apparently. So, uh, I mean, before the show, we even, we even uh, mentioned about uh, Roy Moore down there in Alabama and the guy that's running against him who is spending outspending him money-wise for advertising seven to one. And in Alabama, where it's, I would rather have a Republican pedophile in place than a goddamn Democrat mm -hmm. right now. It's a 50% for the Democrat 47% for the Republican pedophile accused and 3% don't know. Now that may not work the way that we want it to, but the fact that it is that close to begin with when just 
maybe a month ago, he would have been an absolute shoe in. Maybe there is something that's going on that, you know, we're missing. And if we are missing it, keep the fucking pedal to the metal. Here, here's something I agree with on Dallin. Do I foresee like uh, a sweeping reform where basically everybody goes full uprising on the government? Not immediately. No, that's something that would take time. That's something where you really, really have to trample down the people. And they haven't hit that point because we Americans are still distracted. Ooh, keys, wow. shiny squirrel, that sort of shit. Um, mm. We are, we are really distracted. So, uh, man. I, I will agree with you on that, but I will disagree in that the mentality of the opposition at this point, i.e. the liberals, the Democrats, the people that, you know, who claim to be the saner of the, of the bunch, they are not in that frame of mind. Now, if a Democrat got in, in the next four or possibly eight years. And if they also swept control of Congress and the Senate and, you know, became the same kind of block of power that the Republicans are right now, then I could see enough anger on the part of all the red, red states that are, you know, collectively very ignorant who all did vote for Trump. I could see them getting pissed off enough to, to rise up. But right now, all the all the cushy people in you know the California, like I said, the politically correct, the uh, the internet warrior, the screaming YouTuber, they're not going to go out and pick up a gun and actually go against the government. No, but there you, was already not one guy see who that. did though. I, I posted it. Um, um, there was somebody already shot at a Republican. Um, back yeah, in, I, I I remember that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. What? So, this is just one occurrence, but like every, th but we have a pattern in a history where we see governments doing basically what ours has started to do, and they reach a point where, like what we saw back in June, that's not a one-off outlier. That's suddenly part of the main pattern. Um. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying the potential, assuming shit keeps rolling downhill the way it is, and nobody deviates it around the people, like we don't get, like, for example, when it comes to the next uh, presidential race, we get somebody in there other than Trump or Pence or any of those assholes who think, Okay, uh, the reason why the country is failing is because we don't have enough religion in our school and we need to give big companies more tax breaks. You know, we need to get that mentality gone and start getting the mentality of, okay, we need to start worrying about the people who keep this country running. And I don't mean the people in Congress. I mean the little people, the ones who are cleaning the streets or making sure the power lines get fixed. Or the ones yeah. who fix the roads or drives the school bus or takes so the garbage collectors. Or cleans up the, the fucking water in Flint, Michigan. Yeah. yeah or the still person hasn't been who done. just goes out and picks up trash. Off, you know, just they just go out, they go out of their own free time, they take a garbage bag with them, and they pick up a little piece of garbage that they see on the side of their sidewalk. 
Just because you know, they those can. people. Yeah, those people. I can't remember the last time I've, I've seen a politician do something like that. No, and if they do, but it I can, would be for where I live down for, here. People do it all the time. Yeah, but what I the, the thing is like the one of the reasons Trump got in is because they played the anti-establishment angle. Yes, the 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 deck that was in the hands of the Democrats at the time was very corporate, very um, shady. You know, very very swampy. You know, for for lack of a better term. They shot themselves in their foot on that one. Yeah, they did. But so if they do make it back, is there going to be a learned lesson or are we just going to go back to what it was before where, again, you, all you're going to see is just more of the same shit just coming out of a blue department instead of a red department? You know, see, here, here's, here's a funny piece, though, because over at the over the live chat, yes, I've been bouncing back and forth between reading the live chat and reading the Facebook because this guy is... Oh, man. Another time. Another time. Uh, Trippin is mentioning Bernie is still packing everywhere he goes. He's packing people into places, venues for talks. And that says something. Um, it does. I want it. Yes. And and here's something that I've been I've been thinking about doing, and I, I've I've not actually gotten the gumption up to do it yet. I'm curious to find out, and and um, and uh, the the rest of the U.S. side on this one. I, I want you to guys to to think about this one a minute. Um, Dallin, uh, kind of consider where um, how our reaction is to this. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering about making making a graph, making data, making a spreadsheet, something that actually shows what the Average age with a mean age, or the, the 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 age spread of Congress of of our federal legislative branch from the 1950s when Eisenhower was in power up to today to find out what has been the bell curve of the top and the bottom ages of people during each of those congressional things to find out, has it been steadily getting older? Well, I think that it has. Well, according to Quorum, the website, the, um, oh, this is information that's already out there. It, well, the, the title of the article is that the 115th Congress is among the oldest in history. Okay. In 1981, the average age of a representative of Congress was 49, and the average age of a senator was 53. Today, the average age of a representative is 57, and the average age of a senator is 61. Holy shit. Right. Now, let's... And and there's a difference between Democratic and Republican leaders, too. The average age of the Democratic House leadership is 72 years old, where the average age of the Republican House leadership is 48 years old. And it can, the same trend continues in the House committee leadership, uh, where the Republican chairman averaged 59 years old and ranking Democrats av- averaging 68. Don't forget, you have more than just the main congress critters you also have like their support staff and all that other fun stuff too 
But that uh, let me post the link here real quick. That is a disturbing precedent. Because um, I am looking for the age of this article. I don't know mm. what the 115th, if it's from 2017, 2000. Uh, uh, more than half of the senators up for re-election in 2018 will be over the age of 65. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, 115 is the current house. Got it. Yeah, let me let me tell you what I'm thinking about as far as that is concerned. The Democrats being older for leadership says to me, as compared to the, what did you say? It was like a, like a 25-year spread, roughly? 20 to 25 from the look okay. of it. Okay, let's, let's from, call it 25 from, for a second. Remember, this is their numbers. I haven't vetted their I, numbers. I'm just no, I, looking at. I understand. Okay. I understand. Now, assuming assuming for the moment that's, that that's right, th- one of the things that I could take away from this and I could see being possible, the Democratic side, people want to take whatever position they can and hold on to it as long as possible in order to direct it themselves as much as possible versus the Republican model, which would seem to be train them young so that they've got the power and the drive and the ambition and the, the you know, they, they, they're not going to tire out nearly as easily and they're going to continue making things happen. Now, the reason why I, put, I point that one out very specifically is, and Dallin, I, I, want, your, I want your take on this one specifically because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Does that or does that not sound suspiciously like the Catholic indoctrination. Get them young, train them up, and let them continue. On one hand, I would say that. But on the other, I would also say that it is it would be a tell on the part of the Democratic side. In that, you have these people who are so determined to continue to steer their party along a certain line that they like where is the young blood for the democratic side where where are the people who it, it, like inevitably time is going to kick everybody in the ass i mean let's face it we all know it yeah and if you look at time now we're actually living longer lives too so when you compare it back to even the but, early 1980s but that that doesn't matter you've still got you still got people on the democratic side who can go back to before I would say some of us were even born in terms of their political careers. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I was, I was a Senator when this guy was president and it's like, okay, if you were actually serving at that point in history, you should not be serving right now, in my opinion, because things, things you should have, changed. It, it should have changed. It should have. Yeah. It should have been flexible to the point. My they also tend is, to lose um, association. They 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 tend to not be able to relate. Yeah, to the people coming on board. Yeah, and and that's that's my biggest problem with this is that this suspiciously feels like the Democrats are actually afraid that the next generation will not be as. Um, as ardent in, in the uh, ideals as they were. You know what? We actually have evidence of this. Um, there was, oh, crap. Who is that Republican? Um, 
It was back when America was voting on whether or not gay people should have the same right to be unhappy as everybody else. Uh, what I'm talking about is marriage. I'm sorry, I don't have a high opinion of marriage anyway. Um, but the um, there was a Republican politician. God, I can't remember the guy's name. He had, I think it was a young lady on his staff who was very upset that he was taking the stance. He was ignoring all the people coming to see him and taking the stance that marriage belongs between a man and a woman and that she was not going to be able to marry the love of her life because love her life was also a woman. And he apparently had picked up on her distress, had talked with her and had not realized just how um, negative his stance was harming her emotionally. And he made a statement of some, God, which one was it? Republic, Republican. I'm going to look, try to look this up. You, you go ahead and do your thing. But but to my point, uh, yeah, it does sound a little bit like indoctrination, but at the same time, um, I'd say the Republicans are actually doing it right in that they are, they're, they're being a little more pragmatic. They are, at least getting younger blood into their idealistic mindset. Um, there was think, one who also changed his stance uh, based because he, his son came out of the closet. Yeah. Senator Rob Portman. I think I remember that one, yeah. but I, I think the Democrats should also look at trying to get some younger blood in there because eventually time is going to claim these people. And if there isn't some kind of influx of new blood onto that side, it is going to wither away. And you thought the two-party system was bad? What happens when you get to the one and a half? The half being because the other side is so freaking geriatric, they can't fucking do anything anymore. Like, again, a lot of people that I've seen on, you know, different forms of social media, you know, like, oh, I'm, I'm a Democrat, I'm a liberal, I'm a... What do you do other than fucking blog and hashtag your life away? Are you out there on the streets? Are you making speeches? Are you getting involved in your country's political system? And I don't mean by putting a Facebook post and patting yourself on the back for thinking you're so fucking brilliant because you're not. If anything, you should not be on Facebook. You should be in city council, in state council or, you know, running for governor running for the Senate, getting a political platform, getting your political ideals together and getting, getting rid of the people that you're constantly bitching against right now. Sorry. I know my frustration is, is coming through on this a lot, but dude, we're all freaking frustrated by this dude, shit. It's just, all I'm seeing is that I hear, and I, I, I hesitate to use this term, but the autistic screeching of the left Every time Trump opens his mouth, you have the power to do something about it, but it involves something more than sitting in a comfortable gaming chair and bashing away on your keyboard. It actually involves you getting over your supposed social anxiety and shaking hands and dealing with people because the, the revolution will not be televised. It will also not be on the internet. It is going to involve people getting out onto the streets. And this is where 
sadly, the Republicans, the, the, the old guard way of thinking, this is where they kick in your ass because they're getting out there. They're making contact. Like, we hear Trump. He's doing his whirlwind tours of everything. I hear a little bit about Bernie here and there, like what you just said, that or what uh, Trippin said, that he, he's out there still packing the stadiums and doing well. But who else from the Democratic side is doing that? Because there's still no guarantee that Bernie's going to be the front runner for twenty for 2020. Or that he's even going to be alive at this point. I mean, yeah, that's I, something I, else that we've got to look forward to. Yeah, the guy I heard about was um, uh, Tom Perez, I think his name was, <clears throat> who is apparently now the, the leader of the DNC in place of Hillary. And the one thing I heard from him, now someone will have, will have to back me up on this one. If you were pro-life and a Democrat, you were off his cabinet. He he actually made that sweeping thing. Says if you are anti-abortion, the DNC is no place for you. Now again, I I, I say this only because, like I said, it's hearsay. Um, I, I may go looking for it later. But the fact is, if that is your opening move, Tommy, you're done fucked up. See, I, I have to say my claim is hearsay because right now I'm not finding what I'm looking for. I'm finding a lot of other examples of both Demo- both Democrats and politicians changing their stance from no gay marriage should not be illegal to yes, it should be. And a lot of it involves um, close personal family members coming out of the closet or talking with the people and actually start learning to relate to them. Yeah, and and truth be told, if if there's somebody uh, and Bridget, I, I I know I keep trying to pull you in, but please, if you've got something to drop in, just just drop it, please. Uh, drop if, it like it's hot, Bridget. Or, or <laughs> I can drop it like it's hot, but I can't pick it up. That's fine. No, see, that's what I've been for. Oh my god! My, my thing of it is, if if you are if you are in the dem- if 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 you are part of the democratic party here in the US which typically the platform is that abortion is yes legal should be and and is legal and, and is supposed to be a thing somebody who is anti abortion slash pro life slash against oh, abortion Whatever, whatever, whatever terminology it's supposed to be, that is antithetical to the group's. How can I best? Uh, I'm trying to figure out how to word this correctly because I got it. I got like four things that ended up running back and forth in my head. Um, uh, the um, official um, party platform. Um, you know, says that it's it should be legal. So, and and it is. Yeah. And I mean, we we this this was settled case law in 1973. It was 1973, wasn't it? Roe v. Yes. Yes. Uh, forgive me. I don't have anything to drink tonight, so um, there's reasons. But um, if. If someone's argument for I reject the highest federal court in the land 
on their finding of law from 40 years ago is exclusively based on religious ideology. I can understand why someone would say, you don't have a place in this group because you are trying to fight uphill against settled case law 40 years out of date, specifically on a, a, a religious backing, which we're not supposed to do. Now, do I think this necessarily falls into place with the, the same thing that you were talking about, Dallin? I don't know necessarily. I don't I don't know that I'm necessarily wrong, but I don't know that I'm necessarily exactly on, on spot on this one. But at the same time, uh you know how many how many different arguments are there for uh, for gay marriage that don't rely on religion? How many are there f- against abortion that don't rely on religion? I no, mean, I'm, so many of these things are, are are hinge exclusively on that. Yeah, and I mean, look at the whole uh, what was it the uh, the 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 Ruth Foundation. The oh, are they the ones with the the eighty-eight oh. non-religious reasons for man-woman marriage? Review seventy-seven. Yeah, seventy-seven, eighty-eight. It, it was it was two numbers of the same anyway. Um, You're off by a prime. Whatever. It, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> the, the fact no, the fact is George Rob George Rob pulled this one apart yeah. a long time ago, and um, and actually we just found out uh, recently the SPLC actually labeled the Ruth Foundation as a hate group. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, uh, George actually talked about that in one of his shows uh, where uh, he apparently he was on some kind of mailing list for them because that's the only way he could actually get to the article that he uh, tore apart in his show. And uh, he actually was getting email or newsletters back and forth. And he finally found out, yeah, the SPLC had labeled the Ruth Foundation as a hate group because of their of their stance. And okay. So reasons for and against, uh, or reasons against gay marriage, non-based on religion, haven't seen it because whatever the Ruth Foundation came up with was so wishy-washy and Swiss cheesy. Uh, sorry, it, it was, it was a flimsy attempt that an eight-year-old could have punched through very simply. Uh, reasons against abortion, um, again, going back to this particular conservative um, journalist, I use that term loosely. Um, he's, he's talked about it. He's, he's very pro-life and his whole idea is the quote unquote sanctity of life. You know, if you love life, then you should be against abortion. Um, but also from his, his point of view on an economic side is that should abortion be, uh, publicly funded? Like legal is one thing, but part of say a healthcare plan it's is not that funded. No, no, that's what I'm saying is, is like, or should it be that if you want one done, you should, you should have to pay for it out of pocket. It should not be part of a, of your blue cross or your, you know, your company health plan or something like that. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Can, can, can I, can I, can no, I, no, no, by all means. Okay. Hobby Lobby. Yeah. Like no, I, no, I know I, I totally disagree with this guy on this. I think that if it's legal, then it should be available to everybody regardless of your income level, which means yes, company plans. Uh, yeah. If you've got a religious thing about it, um, you should not be in business. 
Yeah. Or was, you should only hire people who have to sign a statement of faith. Can am. And, and the individuals can choose not to participate. Um, actually, I was going to say, uh, if the argument is that it, it shouldn't be on private insurance company sets, that's, that's private, not public. And we've already been through this bullshit about the public versus private funds for oh. abortion providers. Haven't we, Bridge? How many times over? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm... This guy has actually gone around and talked about it and he's been, he's been questioned on it a long time. And one person said, well, what about my life, my choice? And he exploded on this poor lady. And I just thought, you know what? This is where I disagree with you because, um, yes, I, I don't think anybody, Bridget, maybe you can back me up on this. Cause again, I am, um, I identify as a male. I am a male. I will most likely never, ever have to go through personally the process of an abortion. I may have to, I may have to sit beside someone and hold their hand as they try to come to terms with it. And that's my point is that I don't think anybody goes into that clinic and comes out of it thinking that they just got the equivalent of an oil change. I, I don't think they go in there. They did not arrive at that conclusion. I would say candidly, like, um, you know, it, it's like they, they get the test. They see the little blue stripe. They go, oh, gee, yeah, better go, better go get this taken care of. I, I don't think people are that cavalier about it. Am I wrong? No, I mean, they're not. And one thing that research does show is people who have had to get an abortion and make that choice years later, most of them are still okay with that choice and think that it was the right one. All of the quote unquote abortion regret syndrome or whatever the hell they're calling it um, is, is not a real thing. I mean, a, a few people yeah. maybe, but um that's not, uh, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't trying to get to that point. It was just more like when you've made that conscious decision, like when you arrive at that decision, like the process to lead up to that point, that's gotta be tough. I don't think people would take it lightly. And no. as far as the waiting periods and things like that, most people who go in to get one, get the counseling, have the waiting period, you know, still go back and go through with it. Yeah. So yeah, I this, think these 72 hour you know, waiting periods are bullshit. Yeah. Oh, they, they are. And, and the satanic yeah. temple is proving that one. But I was going to say, I think the only place where there would be any kind of that uh, regret syndrome that they're talking about are the people that go to the clinics that aren't clinics, but they're these religious houses yeah. to try to tell people, no, you should just go ahead and, uh, have the kid anyway. Yeah. No, like I said, I, that wasn't what I was getting at. The impression, Sorry. a lot of the, no, the impression, a lot of the pro-lifers try to give is that, you know, like Planned Parenthood is a baby killing factory. I've actually heard somebody say this who does have, you know, political and media clout. And it's like, yeah, okay. You know, fuck you again. Nobody makes that decision lightly. 
So yeah. for you to say that, oh, they're just going to go in and you'll get an abortion as easy as they get an oil change, and they're going to get the public to pay for it. Um, first off, fuck you. Second off, you can probably afford whether or not you want to do something like that. Uh, and third, oh yeah, fuck off. You know, you're, you're guilting somebody who's already made a very hard decision and you're going to try to make them regret it. That's cruelty. You know, as far as I'm concerned, if, if that's what you're going to do, then you have no place opening your mouth in public as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and, it's, and to me, it's even worse because, and, and I will admit it, I'm talking as a guy, okay? Mm-hmm. Just, just, so we all, uh, just so we all understand this. Me picking on a woman for their biology is ludicrous. I mean, what That's is... It's like attacking somebody for their skin color. Or, well, yes, but it's, it's, it's even worse than that. I mean, if we want to talk about biology, what could Bridget, I know that I'm probably going to get you to laugh on this one, but really the worst thing that a woman could say about a man, biologically speaking, physically, biologically speaking is, um, wow, that's ugly. Um, you should be wearing a skirt. Um, doesn't it suck to brush against any uh, any any knee accidentally and crumple up into a ball. I mean, I'm no pun intended there, but I mean, y- you get the idea. I mean, what's what's the worst that could be said? We get hemorrhoids. Oh, that's 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 great. Yeah, we we guys do once in a while. We we get uh, we get uh, we, we get uh, swamp ass sometimes. We have we have uh, jock itch. Uh, we we get fungus on our feet more often because. Um, we we're in uh, with other guys in a in a sauna or whatever that I mean it it's it's ludicrous to me because it's like it's it's thing I, I'm 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 sorry I have a really hard time trying to understand why this even happens in the first place short of as 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 Joseph would remind us you know, it's about control. Yeah. I mean, what, what other, what other rationale is there for men to say, well, we can tell you what you can do with your body and you, you don't, you, you, you don't know what, you don't know what you want. Luigi knows what you want. Yeah. <laughs> you know, here, here's yeah, the thing. Control. Um, when my ex and I were together and she, uh, basically blindsided me with uh, the fact that she was pregnant, we talked about all our options. Okay. Now, granted, I didn't realize that she had purposefully stopped taking the pill. I thought this was just one of the small, we were one of the people that were in the small percentile of it not being effective. And um, so my mindset was, this is a child we did not plan plan to have yet. We are not where we need to be financially, uh, finished educations, housing uh, availability, so on and so forth. All the things that you need to take into account. And we even we 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 did. We talked about abortion as a potential uh, uh, solution. We talked about. Um, 
birth and then uh, straight to adoption from birth and all sorts of things. We talked about everything that was reasonable. We even talked about some stuff that people might consider to be unreasonable. It doesn't matter. We talked about what options were available to us at the time. Now, we both agreed that abortion left a bad taste in our mouth. I'm not pro-life. I am pro-choice. But the thing I want people to take away from this is that while, you know, abortion is a woman's choice, it takes two people to tangle on that. And it's important for the couple to sit down and talk, not for some third party outsider to jump into somebody else's life and go, you're a bad human being. It's like, They've got enough problems. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Hold on a second. Bridget, I, this is a spot where you need to chime in on this one very specifically because now, now we're talking about third party people who are not medical trained, who don't have a medical relationship with people trying to tell them what to do with their medical choices to strangers at that. Yeah, I mean, there, there's got to be. I, w- I was about to say there's, there's got to be some kind of. Uh... They have no business. They have no place doing that. Um, childbirth is inherently risky, and it's more risky it's... the younger the woman is too, right? When it get when um, when there there there's a uh, if I remember correctly for women. There's, there's actually a cusp where if they're too young and they get pregnant, it could actually kill them. Well, yeah, it can because, you know, the pelvises aren't wide enough to accommodate childbirth. And if you look at, um, you know, the um, death rates of teenagers, the... Oh, I'm so tired. I'm not sure how to word this, but uh, one of the leading causes of death between women the ages of 12 to 17 is childbirth. Even in this day and age? Even in this day and age. And if you look at mortality rates in the U.S., they suck. Mm -hmm. They're actually on par with a lot of third world countries now. That's disturbing. That That is very disturbing. You know, the, the, the the political, economic, and military superpower, the one that's supposed to, you know, be sporting things like bleeding edge technology and so much enlightened culture and, you know, such a high standard of living is actually having third world rate infant mortality. That is, that tells you that, that tells you that there is something very, very wrong uh, medically with the country. I, I do know that somebody uh, who is less scrupulous than your average person might use that as a way of a lead on to say, well, if you if you legalize abortion and you allow people to get abortions willy nilly, the death count's still going to be high. It's just going to be fetuses and babies, and uh, and it's like, well, the real answer, which we've already seen. I forget which state it was. They had um, medically accurate sexual education 
instilled in every single school uh, school within a particular area, as well as making readily available contraceptives. The unwanted teen pregnancy rate dropped like a rock. Yeah. And the STD, new STD outbreaks dropped like a rock. Because here's the funny thing, kids. Uh, when you hit puberty, you're more than likely going to act on it because it's an experience you haven't had yet. You haven't learned to control it yet. You have people around you that you find, wow, that, that that's the cat's meow. And they're looking at you in some cases going, yep, yeah, that's my cat's meow. And, oh, look, there's this hallway closet over here that nobody checks uh, except but once a day. We're in between class. What mm-hmm. about condom? Well, well, we don't have one, but we'll be quick and and we'll we'll do this or we'll do th- in the heat of the moment. If you're not wearing one, it it's yeah. game over. Yeah, and then to to quote uh, a YouTuber that I uh, used to follow quite a bit, but my holy book, because that's what? Really what, it all, what it all comes down to. But my holy book. Ah, ah, okay. Yeah. In fact, I think, it's, I think it was Ohio. Um, I could be wrong. Could, oh. Might have been, but uh, yeah. yeah, we're getting we're getting uh, we're getting pretty close to uh, wrap up time. And and forgive me, uh, I've had a, a really weird couple of days and uh, whole other thing. Uh, I did want to specifically say to uh, uh, the guys over in the chat, so uh, Tripp and Stephanie have been over there and, and chatting away, and, and thank you guys for that. I, I did want to let you guys know, yes, I have been reading. Uh, I have been... I've had like four different things running simultaneously, so I haven't been chiming in on you guys specifically, but I, I have been reading and keeping track of you guys. Uh, you're not out in left field or nothing. Um. Is 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 just is just so much stuff that's just been happening. I I don't even I don't even know. Uh, Whoa! Only what? thirteen states out of our all of our states, the fifty, require sex egg to be medically accurate. Only thirteen. Which thirteen? Uh. Because before you, all right, before you read it off, if you can find it, yeah, I'm, I'm, find I'm it. trying to, it, it looks like they're kind of like sparsing it out. This one does this. Um, okay. Hold, hold that thought one second. Yep. Okay. Here we go. Bridget, mm-hmm. let me, let me, let me put this one out on you. If you had to guess, generally speaking, which 13, my thought is it, it's probably going to be the north northeast and the northeast. That's pretty much what I was thinking too, with probably one or two holdouts over on the left coast, California, Washington. May no, I, I don't think Oregon would be part of that. I think Cal, I think it's going to be California, Washington State, and the vast majority of the northeastern seaboard. Sounds like sounds like what you're expecting. Yep. Dallin, I know you don't know uh, our geography nearly as much, but um, 
what you do know, you 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 I'd have a willing, you have a dog in this one. I'd be willing to bet that uh, the ones that have the more responsible type of sex ed. Uh, it, it's funny when you said medically accurate, and my my head just kind of started thinking. Okay, how could it be medically inaccurate? And my first thought was actually having a teacher, stone cold serious as a heart attack, standing up in front of their class and talking about the stork. Well, the sad yeah. thing is I could see it. That is what scares the living hell out of me. Actually, I think one of the not medically accurate ones, Bridget, follow me up on this one. Abstinence only. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. There, Fair there's enough. only one truth behind um, abstinence. And that is if you're not having sex, uh, Unless you go for artificial in, in fertilization, nobody's getting pregnant. Um, and if you're not having sex, you're not sexually transmitting any diseases. That's it. That's all yeah. abstinence guarantees. Yeah. Right. But the thing is, is when those hormones kick in again. Yeah. Good luck. Mm-hmm. It, as adults. We kind of forget the older we get what it was like. A lot of us do. Not all of us, but, but some of us do. <laughs> My but biological clock is ticking, and I'm not waiting any longer. No, I, I'd be willing to bet that the people who are you know, saying you know, abstinence only, these are the people, and because of the age, I can say that. I, I can probably say this, is that they were growing up in – that time, like, you know, the, the, the happy days, fifties and sixties, the straight laced suit wearing people, um, who did keep that strict religious reign on their kids because they could be, because, you know, that was, you know, the strict family values. These are the people now who are saying that, uh, yeah, you, you are going to continue with abstinence only education because it worked for my generation. Well, the only reason it worked for your generation was because the culture at the time allowed it. But now things are changing. The culture is changing to the point yeah. where, where now, like we can go to, you know, there are countries out there in the world that are a lot more, um, you know, liberal with, uh, the values they, they don't take, um, to them, sex is not as much a uh, sacred taboo subject. It's just, you know what? Um, I've got an itch. I want to scratch it. Um, you feel like scratching it with me? Yeah, sure. Okay, let's go do this. You know what? Uh, bing, bang. It, it's it's over. Get on with your day. Um, there's a lot of that. Not, not necessarily in the States. And, you know, not anywhere else. Maybe, well, maybe Quebec, but that's another story entirely. You know, but but Europe, there are a lot of places that are a lot more liberal with that kind of attitude. Um, and because we're becoming more global, more worldly, which is a terrible word to say to a religious person. <clears throat> Isn't there like one of the songs that Seth Andrews talked about, you know, turn back from the worldly ways or some shit like that? But uh, to, to my point is that the the square peg of the old sort of puritanical values is not is no longer fitting in the round hole that is present day culture. 
Well, I'm going to say that that uh, golden age back then didn't work either. You had a lot of people get married in their you know, teens, 16, mm-hmm. 17 years old, because, um, you know, shotgun weddings were a thing. Or well, you would have yeah. daughters go spend the summer or vacation with some aunt in another state because they were you know, going off to have a baby. How about the clap? That was a fun one. Yeah, but but it, it, it you look at like the, the TV back then. It's it's Leave It to Beaver. It's Happy Days. It's um, people ignored it. They they actively no, but thing is we look back on it now and it's like okay what's our reference point well look at tv back in the day you know you had you had the cleavers you had uh whatever the dick van dyke show family was you know the 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 straight laced middle class type thing well it worked for them why can't it work for us well because a that's tv and i think a lot of people have either forgotten or have just swept under the rug everything you just talked about bridget i mean we, we know what's there where we knew it was there. Um, and I would dare say that a lot of families we know live through it. You know, real, real quickly, by the way, uh, Bridget, I mean, talked about that. How cool would it have been for us to have seen uh, behind the scenes in, in, in the, in the, in the boudoir for, for the Adams family? I mean, come on, Gomez and. and no. Actually, you know what? No, actually, if, that had if if that had ever come out uh back during those times um i think it would have found out that you know it, it, people were actually even cool back then with everything well we we knew that Gomez and, and morticia were the best family but that's that's beside the point mm-hmm. uh, bridget any, anything else that you want to tag onto it because i, I want to have uh tech get to this so we can get uh we can get it's okay i'm primed go ahead Good. Easy enough. So, Tech, go ahead and, th- and and let us know who had it right. Okay, well, first off, I want to make an amendment to the, the, my previous statement that I was wrong when I said I my information was old. My first claim of 13 states only having medically ac- medical accuracy in their sex education um, <coughs> plan. Uh, how old? Um, by a couple of years. Uh, okay. This is more up to date. This is from NCI, uh, uh, NCSI, not to confuse with NCIS. This is a national conference of state legis- uh, legislatures has posted this material. Um, and the material is uh, as old of 2016, where the information I was looking at was uh, pre-2014. So I counted the states, and it actually turns out to 20 now if, if I added one plus one correctly. Um, It should be understood that before I start rattling off the list, some states don't have a definition of what medical accuracy means. That way the each little individual like districts can actually, or or school districts can actually do their own thing. Um, But they still have a base of material that has to be presented. Uh, So things like differences between, uh, clitoris and a penis, even though they come from the same origin during the initial stages of development, yada, 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 that sort of thing. Um, and some states actually share 
the definition of uh, medical accuracy. Um, one is sh- uh, one is uh, being sh- uh, once from Utah, once from North, uh, New Jersey Department of Education. Um, so you get the idea. And that list is Arizona, California, There's one. Colorado, surprisingly enough. Um, Colorado uh, doesn't totally surprise me. Good. Good. Um, Go on. I'm, I'm going to try to say this one right. Hawaii. Other people pronounce it Hawaii. You know Hawaii. what? I, 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 I completely forgot. I, I, I should have expected that one. Illinois. Okay. I, I, I didn't pronounce the S. Uh, <laughs> Iowa, Maine, Michigan, Minnesota, Missouri, New Jersey, North Carolina, Oklahoma. I'm sorry. Okay. O- <laughs> Oregon. Uh, this one doesn't surprise me. Rhode Island, mm-hmm. Tennessee, Texas of all places. Uh, now this, this one, this one kind of really weirds me out how this could be considering all the horrible, uh, statistics that come out of it. Utah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Washington and Wisconsin. Wow. Wait, mm-hmm. whoa, whoa, whoa. Time out. That that's, wait a second. Is that Rhode, Island? Rhode Island? Uh, you, you mentioned Maine. Yep. New, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I am completely baffled that New York's not on there. New York is not. Pennsylvania is not. Uh, Connecticut is not. I mean, yeah, I'm. I, I will admit that I'm a little bit of a snob because I'm originally from New York City. But wow. Well, um, they keep assembling in New York trying to get laws enacted um uh, uh, trying to uniform make it a uniform there there is paragraphs of information here from new york they've got stuff that's in pending state pending assembly version pending senate version pending uh age appropriate sex education grant programs uh medically accurate and age appropriate sex education we taught schools one through twelve grades one through twelve uh created by the commissioner of education and this uh, will establish it so yeah there's a whole bunch of stuff that they they're they're they have in the works but it's all pending whereas some other states like um Mississippi has got like a whole bunch of stuff h b this s b that and ultimately, he says, failed, 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 failed. Hmm. So, you know, it's um, even even Hawaii, uh, they're medically accurate now, but some of the stuff they tried to pass before uh, failed. So, you know, they're, they're trying to work through it. There's not one for all, unfortunately. Um, but what we do have, though, is we do have statistical uh, uh, proof showing that when the kids are not only given medically accurate sex education, but they're also given access to contraceptives, the uh, unwanted pregnancies in the teenage years drop like a rock. Mm-hmm. And as for that whole, well, my little Billy or a lot, my little Susie can't have sex until they're adults. 
<laughs> guess what? In today's day and age, they probably already have, and you're just not aware of it, and you're going to be in denial even if you find out that they've had it because, well, you're an idiot. And then they jump up and scream, but my holy book. Because, let's face it, that's where a lot of it is coming from. Yeah. Um, and the holy book, that's great. You know, you've, you've, you've got this wonderful book here that um, Mother Nature knows how to circumvent. It's called Hormones. Yeah, and, and even to that point, okay, the holy book, uh, what does it talk about? Uh, child brides, incest, rape. Um, Emissions like that of a mule? Yeah, so they're gonna, I'm sorry, but with that one, there's going to be a lot of disappointed people. Uh, yeah, but all I'm saying is that I don't see, uh, at, at least nowhere that I've read, there, there's anything about uh, thou shalt not have sex until thou art married. Because, you know, all the ladies in Jericho, uh, I don't think there were a whole bunch of weddings before the raping and pillaging happened. I'd say there was an awful lot of non-consensual stuff going on afterwards. Yep. You know, you know, just saying, you know, I, I, I mean, hell prostitution used to be legal. Hell, the church used to, um, wasn't Jesus friends with Mary Magdalene at that point. Yeah. Friends. I am not going any further with that because well, you know, with but holy benefits. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> but to my, to my point, there's nothing in there that talks about things like age of consent and abstinence before marriage. If there is, someone please point me to it and do not point me to some psalm that I have to drink another case of beer, smoke a pound of weed, and take a couple of shots of L take a couple of hits of LSD so that I can make sense of it. Um, if, you can't, no, if you cannot give it to me in a proper in word for word to say that this is what the Bible says at this point. Don't bother. Uh, you might have it. Well, actually, I, I was going to say, when the hell did you switch over to imperial measurements again? Why a pound? What the hell is wrong with you today? You've been drinking too much. You need to change that. Yeah, that or he hasn't been drinking enough. It's I'm not gonna, a full, it's not no, a full no, no, liter. No, guys, 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 look. <laughs> it's not a full liter, so it, no. it, it might just be that shy of those... <laughs> no, no, what's happening is that marijuana is going to become legal in this province very soon, uh, within the next uh, few months. Uh, in oh, terms of a Stone Dallin, oh god, that's gonna be. I, I have not no. decided whether or not I'm going to become a career smoker, and besides which, um, have you, you guys have probably lived in places with people who smoke yeah. marijuana uh, or, or you've gone to people's places who smoke. And there's a very distinct odor in the air. Yep. I was, I was a 15-year smoker of cigarettes. I had a friend who was a stoner, and I walked into his house one day, and I do not want my house smelling like that. I, I refuse. That's what all the incense is for. No, no. No, it doesn't work. I've tried and I know it. we were talking about the Bible. I said incense people, not incest. Yeah. Um, and the reason I got to that is because I I got into a conversation with somebody on Facebook and I said, okay, look, the book of numbers shows you that God was all for abortions to ensure marital, um, fidelity, uh, -huh. uh the, the dirty water, which 
apparently <laughs> I said, so they have the ingredients for it. And somebody actually pointed that out to me. I'm like, oh, shit, because that's kind of what it was. <clears throat> but then I said, OK, where in the Bible does it say that um, God is against abortions? Because I wanted to know where these, um, you know, foaming at the mouth, screaming protesters that, you know, our dear friend, Jinya was an escort against. And of course, Nick Morgan Moore and his whole antics. Um, where did those guys get their fuel from, from the Bible? And some guy responded to me and he pointed out two Psalms. And my first thought was, okay, you went through the whole Bible and that's what you came up with. And then I read them and then I went, yeah, I repeat the question. This is all you've got. Fail. <laughs> it was absolute fail. Um, but yeah, getting back to the whole uh, metric versus imperial thing, I don't know what kind of quantities are going to be sellable or, or like, is it, is it going to be by the pound? Is it going to be by the kilo? I don't know. So I'm just open for anything. Hey, no, man, if you just want to start, just ask for a dime bag. Hmm. <laughs> I'm Actually, showing my, uh, I'm showing my age now, people. No, Trippin said it right, edibles. I'm thinking, okay, you know what? Uh, stoner brownies, I am all over that shit. Chocolate hey, that gets me high, sign me the hell up. <laughs> hey, kids, if you ever want to find out whether or not your parents smoke pot, ask them if they know what a dime bag is. Yeah, and if just come watch back their with... expression, you'll know whether they were lying to you or not about smoking. Yeah, but if they actually happen to reference the uh, the former guitarist from Pantera, don't worry, your parents are still just as cool. <laughs> Down. If your folks even mention Pantera... They're still cool. Yes. Regardless of the former guitarist. Dallin. Yes. You completely boyardied my ending there. You completely boyardied it. Thanks. Chef. No, that's. Uh, uh, I'll, ex I'll, ex I'll, ex I'll explain it off the air. <laughs> Those of you that are listening in, you'll just have to wait and wait for me to explain it next time. Bridget, uh, is there anything that you wanted to say quick before we close out? Because we're a little over time. And we're all falling asleep. We're all getting goofy now. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think I'm done. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's fine. So, uh, less, less, you know, normally I would go ahead and I would, I would close out with, uh, with something that was topical with all this shit. Uh, fine. Preparation uh, H is a topic. I will. I will I will I will cover one one piece. Um we have more than fucking enough money in the budget for the military to fund all the shit that we need. Quit fucking around with everybody else's country. Thank you. So uh, I I will I will simply do this. Last week I was talking about the Black Friday sales that I missed out on and I didn't tell you guys what it was that I was looking at. Well, I told you that this is the Power 10 episode, and I would go ahead and I would tell you. I was looking at Bad Dragon. You guys know what Bad Dragon is? Yes, I do. You guys that are listening, you shouldn't, because you're supposed to be the nicer people. We're the ones who are supposed to be the dregs. But here's here's the joke. I don't own anything by them, but I know what they are. Amongst other things, Bad Dragon, one, one, of, their, one of their big things is that they, they sell replicas of various sexual organs of real 
and imagined animals. Now, dragons, here's, here's, yeah, dragons, uh, cockatrices, and horses. Now, here, yeah. here's, 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 here's the joke that ended up happening. I am in the process, slow working that it is, of trying to build a uh, a mascot costume based off of the bat ponies from My Little Pony. Yes, give it a rest. Now, the joke had happened was, why not have an anatomically correct, but hidden under clothing, like, you know, you would expect? Because, well, whatever. The joke became, if I ended up in the fursuit parade and something had a... What's the word that I'm looking for? Wardrobe malfunction. Malfunction. And something fell and dropped on the ground in the middle of the parade. There is only one person that works, two people that I know that work security at the biggest fur convention in the world that I could just see one of them trotting up to me. Excuse me. I think that you dropped this. Is this yours? I would never get to live that one down. But as God is my witness, my name would go down with Tumbles the Stair Dragon. It absolutely would be. And I know full well that Dalla knows. Encyclopedia Infamatica (laughs) would have two entries. Yes, it would. So Tumbles the Stair Dragon and Shujin the Dick Dropping Pony. Well, I thought you were a triple. It, 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 different different character, different name, but you know what? We'll, we'll leave that aside for later. So you all have uh, fun trying to imagine um, security trotting up with a, a... Leave it, we'll, we'll just leave it there because um, that's, that's, that's all that we need. Not, not that giant. I'm, I'm a much more modest personality and I, I don't have that much money, but my, my birthday comes up in March. So if anybody wants to save up for me now, I'll, I'll see if I can get a, I'll see if I can get a registry. Uh, I'm uh, old old. because yeah. I just got my damage deposit back from my old place from, uh, from the landlord. Yeah. Less deduction for the utilities I still owed. And it was still a healthy sum. Yeah. Um, part of which paid for groceries, part of which paid for the beer that I had tonight. Yeah. And just before the show, uh, so did it also pay for a dining room set. Congratulations. Yeah. Here you are talking about toys and here I am thinking more practical and actually buying a table and chairs. Like you're so domesticated. No, I'm just fucking old. (laughs) 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 Let's let's just cut the horse shit here. Nothing wrong with being responsible. Just cut the horse cock, you know, make it Jewish. Uh, It's not go there because that means that somebody's going to Dude, I went I there before the show you know what? started. You know what? You know what? I'm not even. Um. Yeah. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm. I'm not because then. Then I got to start thinking about things that really, 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 really big time piss me off in Brooklyn. Um. And. Uh. Yeah. We're not going to go there. So. Thank you, everybody, for being with us tonight. Um. We hope that we haven't completely turned you off after the last uh three minutes. Or maybe you're t- our type of people. So in, in which case, great. We'll be happy to talk to you again next week. Yeah, I'm a little bit off right now because I'm a little bit tired uh, because I, I had uh, I had a weird couple of days. So let, let's just do this real quickly. Unrendo Tech, 
thank you very kindly for your time. You have yourself a uh, good morning. Sleep well. Uh, I will. And um, yeah, I was going to say something snarky, but I forgot what the hell it was because I'm exhausted and I haven't been sleeping well. So maybe I'll sleep well now. Mm -hmm. Shortly, not just yet. Oh, there is one other thing I would like to say. (laughs) Fuck Trump. I think we can we can we can go ahead. We'll, we'll, we won't fix that one in 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 post. Bridget, thank you, of course, for your time. Uh, you have yourself a good night. Sleep well. Stay warm. Oh, thank you. It's not too bad here right now. It's like forty six. It's not bad. Anything that you would like to be plugging at this point? Well, you can find me on Facebook, Bridget Fitch, or you can find me at my blog. BridgetFitch2112.wordpress.com And Dallin, it's about that time, isn't it? It is, yeah. Um, so if uh, if you don't like looking at our mugs, but you like listening to the um, sensual sounds of our voices, you can always check out the audio version of this show at holycraftofvodcast.com uh, And yes, I'm laughing because the expression on Chuchu's face right now is fucking priceless. Um... <laughs> And for myself, if I, when I get around to scribbling down a few thoughts, you can catch me over at inthewind.yo5.ca. Oh, I figured out what I want to close with. And this is uh, for people uh, with video, of course. So sorry, audio only people. But uh, I found this today and it made me laugh my ass off. You should go ahead and explain that one. All right. So there are two gentlemen holding up signs. Now, I hear at my office, because there are definitely a lot of conservatives on a military base, just like there would be in a police station and so on and so forth, um, complain about how sensitive people are. Well, they're so sensitive. When they hear this word, they get all upset, and they're all sensitive this and sensitive that. And then those self those same people who claim how everybody else is so sensitive and they just need to man up or grow up or any, you know, other kind of derogatory statement they come up with about uh, somebody's maturity levels about getting upset about words. They flip their shit when somebody says happy holidays instead of happy Merry Christmas to them. And through my personal experience, I've also made those kinds of people flip their shit when I said happy Hanukkah to them during Hanukkah which preceded Christmas and they flipped their shit. So yeah, uh, freaking hypocrites. So what we have is we have a man who is white holding up a sign that says, we must stop the war on Christmas. And the T is made to look like a red shadow of, of the Jesus on the cross. Okay. Next to him is a black man. There, there's a double irony here. Is a black man holding up a sign, African-American, if you want to be sensitive, Sorry. It says, all holidays matter. I don't have to, I should not have to explain this any further at this point. If you've been following American politics, that's it. Yeah. The the nuance is deafening. Oh, it's just making me, I want to laugh out loud right now. Just, I want to print this out for work. Yeah, it, 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 it wouldn't be a show if I didn't go counting the tabs on somebody's browser when they share their screen. So. Right now, there's <laughs> only two. One, two. It's only two. Uh, 
So wait, I'm uh, focused. Um, thanks. Anyway, uh, last item really quickly. Uh, for those of you that might be listening or catch this in time uh, overnight tonight, uh, I was in touch with uh, I was in touch with uh, Jake for Wharton. We were going to be recording one of his uh, podcasts uh, earlier today instead of yesterday, but he got called into work, which I'm a little I'm just hoping that he actually gets some time off to be really nice. But I wanted to let everybody know that. Uh, Bryce Blankenagle, who has been on the show before, uh, not too very long ago, as a matter of fact, is actually going to be helping out at this point over at the 24 hour of yeah, 24 hours of relief podcast a thon broadcast, whatever the hell they're calling <clears> it now, <throat> uh, with Dogma Debate. And whatever shit is going on with Dogma Debate, I'm not in the middle of. Okay. I will, however, go ahead and say that. Right now, they're helping out with uh, a uh, a fundraiser for modestneeds.org. So if anybody would like to check in on that, uh, maybe send them a couple of dollars or pounds or whatever it is that, you've, that you're dealing with at this point after Brexit, you guys can uh, send them some encouragement, if nothing else, on Twitter. You can check out from Dogma Debate, and the website, again, is modestneeds.org. Uh, regardless of whether whatever time you end up catching this, check them out anyway. Uh, this is the first time that I had uh, looked them over. They look to be a, a decent group, and it looks like they're just trying to help a little bit here, a little bit there, to you know, trying to assist some folks with, like they call it, modest needs. So in the meantime, uh, we will be back in touch with you again next week. Uh, I'm sorry that uh, the ending is a little bit on the weird side right now. Uh, I like I said, I had some stuff that's caused me to be like really stressed and and bad with sleep this week. So I'm a little uh, I'm a little off right now, and I and I know it now. I feel it. But in the meantime, you all take very good care of yourselves. Uh, Trip and Stephanie, thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. And please be safe out there with the with the cold happening. Please be exceptionally careful if you're out driving. And if you're out buying stuff too, just be careful. As always, drink lots of eggnog. As always, we wish you well. Um, For one person in particular, our hearts go out to you. They know who they are. But as always, until the next time we get together, everyone, wish you the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And of course, my lady, 12 plus years on, I am still in love. Matane Fuji. I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. Till the next time we get together, everyone, next week. Get up. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment on the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Google Plus pages. Theme music provided by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. On behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.